welcome to the recap video. Uh, we're also without Jason for this video because uh, we're filming on sun, Sunday night right now. So <laughs> uh, I, w I wish he was here, but I have to be your host for the night. And uh, let's get into the games, shall we? Uh, let's, let's look at the most biggest like surprise to me. Ole Miss versus Auburn. Why, why, did, why did Ole Miss let Auburn score that many points? I mean, Auburn's offense has been non-existent all year. I mean, look at their offensive points per game. They scored even 42 against Mercer. Like, they only scored 24 against San Jose State. Like, the most they've scored versus SEC competition before this game was 17 points. How? I just have to be honest. How, if you're Ole Miss, do you let that much up to Robbie Ashford, who honestly didn't play as bad as the game as bad as the game as the stats show. He actually impressed me a lot. He made a lot of big time throws, which you haven't seen from him all season. And Tank Bigsby is Ole Miss's daddy. And Jackson Dart kind of sold in the first half, but he still made those touchdown like plays that uh everybody loves him for and then but like besides that the drives kind of like were mid. That, that, that's my thoughts on that. What are what are you what are your guys' thoughts on the game? Honestly, this this could be answered simply. Old Miss is the most overrated team in the country and I will stand by that claim. You just they just let a really poverty stricken Auburn program with Harson and Robbie Ashford at the helm drop 34 points that's you that's you can't excuse that they they have such a bad defense and their home field advantage is starting to become non-existent every single time i see them play at home the game's close i've seen it against tulsa i've seen it against kentucky and now i've seen it against auburn who i thought they were originally gonna blow out i was writing this game off like yeah Ole Miss is gonna win by a lot it doesn't really matter and yet once again they proved me wrong but in the wrong way this wasn't yeah. like a cool upset or something. This was just another, I think, bad game to further prove the point. This team is not what their rank I mean, says they are. I do think, I think they deserve to be ranked. I think Lane Kiffin's a fantastic coach and always has a top-tier game plan. But, oh my gosh, that defense is just awful. Perfect. I think I think everybody's overreacting a little bit um, from this game. Yeah, the score doesn't look good. Yeah, giving up 34 to Auburn doesn't look good. But, I mean, Tank Bigsby is that guy. And when he rushes for, you know, nearly 200 yards on you, I mean, what can you really do? That's not the strength of Ole Miss's team. Uh, I mean, they won the football game. They're undefeated. And, um, you know, we haven't really seen what they're going to do against good competition yet. But, um, I think everybody's overreacting just by how much Auburn scored. But I think one place you can be concerned, even though he threw for three touchdowns, nine for 19 with an interception from Jackson Dart, yeah, just, that just can't happen if Ole Miss wants to, you know, be successful like Alabama and go to the SC Championship game. Yeah. I agree 100%. But, I mean, even if – you're Ole Miss, and you know your defense is not very good. How do you allow a running back number one with 20 attempts get nine yards per average on running? 
I mean, I get I that this guy's amazing, but allowing Dude. nine yards to run on anything but a quarterback is just not it. They allowed like, wait, are you? Do you know how much they allowed like from the quarterback too? Like they, this guy had like two rushing touchdowns himself. The, the backup had running a- back had eight yards per carry and had eighty rushing yards. Like. See, that's my point. Their run defense is not good at all. 301 yeah. rushing yards. I would, I would say it's no coincidence that the, the one time Auburn, or that Auburn, when they play everybody else, has a poor running game, yet the one time they play Ole Miss, they have just one of the most dominant running backs in the country. I mean, I do agree. Like we can all agree that Tank Bigsby is that guy, and if you put him on a really good O line, he would be potentially in the Heisman conversation. Yeah, that he's had a, a horrible take. offensive line his but entire career. For yeah, how bad I mean, that if you look at it, how do you let that happen? That again, Ole Miss just is not that team. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, what Tank Bigsby had, I know Georgia has a good defensive line, but even without Jalen Carter. They held Tank Bigsby like twenty something rushing yards, and then he just went off for two hundred something on Ole Miss, or not two hundred something, like one hundred and seventy yards and a couple touchdowns. I mean, that's just inexcusable. You can't let that stuff happen. No, that that's insane. I mean, like, but I what I'm being honest is, what is Auburn's rush defense? Bro, you allow three players to get a, over 100 rushing yards and allow 448 rushing yards off of this. Dude, they, they averaged giving up 6.5 a carry and gave up three rushing touchdowns. That's just embarrassing. Embarrassing. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, I'd call for Harson's job after that. Now let's get into probably the most boring game of the entire like week. Vanderbilt at Georgia. Now this game, we we expected Vanderbilt to score, but like I I, I don't know what happened. Like Vanderbilt, AJ Swan is not that guy. I mean, he he did decent, but I think I think you have to give Mike Wright the ball again because AJ Swan hasn't been winning you games. I mean. AJ Swan, what is he like? One in three, one in three as a starter. Right. Mike Wright is. All right, I've been I've been trying to tell you AJ Swan's not that guy, and he did not do all right on Saturday. I watched the replay earlier today. I mean, he was twelve for twenty three with hundred yards, and he was just bad. I mean, there were a couple drops, one drop that would have gone for a touchdown. Yeah, I saw but, that play. I mean, Keely Ringo dropped. Keely Ringo dropped three easy in- interceptions. Yep, and walking pick sixes. I I don't know what was happening with him, but he dropped easy passes. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's got to be great football team. But I mean, good for Georgia to you know start fast, play good, and um, actually they just dominated. They just dominated for four quarters like we expected them to. And it didn't yeah. matter if it was first team, second team. Uh, they had the better players on the football field the whole time, and that showed. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, Georgia Georgia, and Vanderbilt, I'll, I'll know who expected Vanderbilt to keep it close, but whoever bet on that game, that was one idiot bet. 
I'd like I'd like to say Mike Wright should be the starter from now on because like this guy has been your most winning quarterback. He's been better than anybody else with ease. And uh, yeah, that's all I gotta say for this game. You guys any you guys got any other takeaways on this? No? No no other takeaways on this game? I mean there's uh, I hate to say it, there's not much to talk about with this. If anything, the only thing I can bring up is that this is a little disappointing for Vanderbilt. I mean, I know that Georgia is arguably the number one team in the country and currently they are, but the fact that they didn't score. I mean, Kent State away scored. That you can't do that. And I was honestly hyping up Vandy a little bit, saying, like, you know what? The program, it's coming back. They're doing better. They're they're getting their 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 thing situated. But now I mean I I, I didn't recognize that team. To yeah, put up I mean, zero I think, points is I just think, I think we need to stop comparing like oh Kent State put up you know twenty two because I mean when you look at Georgia Okay, they didn't come necessarily ready to play against Sanford, Kent State, Missouri, but they were ready to play against Oregon. They were ready to play against South Carolina. They were ready to play against Auburn. And you saw a team that was ready to play against Vanderbilt, and that was the result, was uh, the number one team in the country, looking like the number one team in the country. Yeah. You, you, you remember, you know, do you remember that, like, takeaway game where uh, you said, where we said that my that Kentucky struggled the uh, Miami Ohio, and you said that Kent State was better than Miami Ohio, and Kent State would win the like uh the Mount what, what is it Mountain West? Well, no, not the Mac. What, bro. Mac. What am I talking about? The Mac. Yeah, you said they'd win the Mac, and dude, Kent State has been like, did you have you seen their overall lately, man? That. Dude, how how did you? They they are two and five. Yeah, um, right. yeah didn't I mean didn't see that one coming. Um, you know, Miami Ohio, Miami Ohio did only beat them by three at home though. So, you know, yeah, uh, can't come after me too much. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Now let's get into uh, the next. Uh, I thought this game, the next game, uh, I thought this game would be a lot like more competitive than it, like than the score showed. BYU was leading in this game for like a decent amount of time, and then like in, in, something happened in the second quarter that just like made Arkansas click. Like they had a field goal, then they had two more touchdown passes, and uh, then. Then uh, it looked like BYU was coming back. It scores 38-35. And then uh, KJ Jefferson sealed the game. And uh, not only that, but uh, Raheem Sanders basically like got them that win. I'd like to say yeah. that KJ Jefferson, this team is entirely different with KJ Jefferson. And I, I'll get into another game like with Will Levis for Kentucky. But Arkansas is an entirely different team with KJ Jefferson. KJ Jefferson is that entire team. It's not even close. Yeah, like, I mean, I didn't watch. Rings and I didn't watch well. one. I didn't watch one second of this game, but um, just as overall, um, big win for Arkansas to kind of get back on track. They've been slipping. You know, they overachieved last year coming back down to earth this year, but you kind of like what's going on with Arkansas the past few weeks. So 
was, it was a statement. It was a statement win. It was a big win for Pittman and Arkansas. Yeah, I completely agree. But I think the real deal with Arkansas lately has just been the injury bug. When you lose like three, when you lose like three or four DBs and like lose like defensive line, offensive linemen to, and even your own quarterback for one game to the like in, to injuries, it's just like rough for the team, and it's just like I just feel bad for Arkansas fans and. Like and the players that were injured, horrible offensive play calling. What? I I want to real quick jump in here actually because I got to bring up one thing, and it's something that nobody likes to talk about from this Arkansas team because they don't know to talk about it. The MVP of that game, other than maybe KJ Jefferson, Arkansas's defensive coordinator. I turned the game on mid second quarter, and I essentially hear the announcers are saying that they are so struck with injuries that they are bringing in wide receivers to play in the secondary the fact yeah, that that man went to byu on the road with defensive players who aren't even defensive players and still won is something that i don't think many coaches in this league can do that's unbelievable i mean the, the stat sheet says that byu put up 35 points and i know that's a lot but still he did that against a pretty pretty respectable offense with ascent with like all the defense B- gone. BYU That's unbelievable. One point. So yeah. Like it it is unbelievable. I completely agree with that. I, I completely agree. It it is unbelievable that he did that Pittman did that and Pittman and the defensive coordinator. But I'd like to say if if this game like if K Jefferson doesn't like dominate this game, I'd call for that offensive coordinator Bryles. I think that's his name. He needs to be fired, dude. He sucks. Like you, like lately he he's been one of the main reasons Arkansas is losing. Not just injuries. It, it's him. One hundred percent. But uh, any other takeaways about this game from anybody? I mean, just more on the wide receivers. I'm looking at. Uh, uh, Jaron Hall's stats, the BYU quarterback, he had a 63% completion rating, which, I mean, isn't great, but for having however many wide receivers as defensive backs, it's really good for the defense there. Uh, one interception, you know, his longest pass was only 37 yards. You would think that the wide receivers would let up more than that. Just great next man up football coming from Arkansas. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And uh, now let's get into one of the game, one of the games everybody's rate, waiting for for two unranked teams, LSU at Florida. Now I was the only person to pick this game as LSU winning, and I want my respect on that take. I was the only person to pick LSU. Everybody picked Florida because it was in the swamp. Guess what, baby? Florida isn't good at all. Man, but, congratulations. Uh, neither is LSU. But yeah, I, mean, I, know, I, was, I, I didn't. I didn't I didn't see this one coming. Um, I thought Florida was going to win. But, I mean, it seems like every year, whatever way LSU is trending, you know, if they're trending down, if they're not running the ball good, they run the ball good against Florida. If they're not passing the ball good, they pass the ball good against Florida. I mean, Jaden Daniels has been atrocious this year, and he was 23 for 32, 350 yards and three touchdowns. Like that's have, ridiculous. They have put you up, not they watched put up forty-five? I mean, you're just gonna have to trust my word when I say this. I did expect LSU to win this game, and 
I'm not I'm not really putting this myself to give credit for that. I'm more just bringing it up because LSU is still a respectable team. Like they're not terrible. I think that some people give them a bad rep for what they really are. I mean, they putting up 45 points in the swamp. That's that's a, an impressive feat whether you want to agree with it or not. But the number one thing that I think everybody needs to understand is however high you had your expectations for Florida at the beginning of the season, drop them if you haven't already. As a matter of fact, every team in Florida needs I mean, to drop their expectations. Florida, Florida State, Rush all of them. Pre, they won a big game. Might be accurate. Well, I mean, look at look at their inconsistency. Right, they beat Utah. I think it's a pretty good team. They don't show up well against Kentucky. I mean. Don't show up well against South Florida. Show up, show up really well on the road in Knoxville. I don't think we get Florida enough credit for that. And then you know Eastern Washington, whatever. But I mean, these last two weeks of you know barely beating Missouri at home, losing to LSU, giving up forty five at home. They almost lost to USF at home. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Let me let me say something. I mean, it's just I'd like to say it's just been bad. I mean, Anthony Richardson gave Missouri that game, and Missouri gave it back. How Anthony many times? How many times did I tell y'all that Anthony Richardson is not that guy? I mean, also, I was singing that from the rooftops all off season, and nobody wanted to listen right. to me. But you he's just right. not that guy. Also, Rush Jaden Daniels has not been atrocious. He has 16 touchdowns on the season and only one interception, and has the 15th highest like QBR in the yeah. third highest in the SEC. Yards in the second half the other week. Dude, he's been insane. Like the the only game he sucked in is the Tennessee game, and he's been mid in that game. But I, her LSU's I like offense is not very good, and he makes them look great with how well he can scramble out the pocket. With people his don't understand how garbage LSU's offensive line is. Like it's yeah. so medi- mediocre, and the fact that he's able to escape it and perform well is absolutely amazing for me. And like I, I really liked how they used Kayshawn Booty. <laughs> I, I really love how they used him finally for once. Like he, it looks like he's finally like coming back as that guy. And uh, LSU's rush defense sucks. LSU, th- this is a battle of two mid teams, and LSU just proved why Florida is not a top ten SEC team. Okay, so let, let's get into the ouch. Mississippi State Kentucky game. True, but ouch. <laughs> Oh, I wish um, didn't did not see this one coming. But I mean, ouch, Mississippi State! Like, what are you doing? Seventeen points? No, I mean me... that just can't that just can't happen. I know Kentucky's a physical football team that always has a good defense, and um, I I want to say I know I know Rodriguez I know Rodriguez went off and they gave him the rock thirty times, which is just ridiculous. But I think it just proves that when you go up against a relatively good defense, you know, a top half defense in the league, and you are absolutely 100% one-dimensional, it's going to be really hard to win a football game. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Call me a hater, but honestly, I give little to no credit to Kentucky off of this win, and that's going to sound bad, but my logic is Mississippi State in this game basically just proved to me they are a home-only team. Whenever that team goes on the road, that offense looks completely different, and I don't, I, I don't have an answer as to why. I mean, they're running relatively the same play as Will Rogers is still, I mean, Except performing at like least a, a decent vicious, level. 
it's like they're more vicious with the run when they're at home. Like, yeah. and I don't know why they don't run the football when they're away. They have two good backs. I mean, Dylan and Johnson the, and uh, Woody Marks. Those yeah, are leading, ru- gave, leading rusher. They only gave them seven carries. Was two, their leading rusher was two carries for 16 yards. And they only gave him the ball two times. And it, by the looks of it, he got two first downs. I, I don't understand it. And frankly, I kind of blame Michael Leach for all of this. I mean, you can't tell me that back-to-back times you've gone on. Like, going into this game, I was saying to myself, Mississippi State is either the fourth or fifth best SEC team by behind for sure. Bama, Tennessee, Georgia, and then maybe behind Ole Miss. So I was thinking they're pretty respectable, but now they've proven to me, unless they're at home, they're not winning games. You cannot tell me that you are a 16th team in the country and you can't beat either LSU or Kentucky on the road, let alone score over 20 points. That That's I, unbelievable. I'd like to say Levis impressed me in the first half. It looked like he was back from his injury and it looked like it was like big for them. Like they got too overrated. Three, too- Two field goal drives, uh, and one in the second quarter, one in the third quarter. What am I talking about in the first half? He looked mid in the first half. I, I just looked at the stats again. Uh, but uh, the third quarter is when he picked things up, and the uh, third quarter he looked his best. But uh, in the fourth quarter, it was, it was like, yikes, man. Will Levis did horrible in the fourth quarter. The I fact think that looked, people say this guy is a first-round draft pick is the, the fact biggest insult say, like, to SEC football. I, I just want to say that Levis's absence like in the past like games like really didn't matter as much because literally all they had to do was give C-Rod the ball. It's like, like all they had to do was give C-Rod the ball. Uh, Barry and Brown... He's shown that he's an all SEC yeah. receiver as a freshman, and I I love him. I love Aaron Brown. But Levis is not a first round pick. And, uh, Rogers, man, yeah, I got no words. Yeah, okay. The game. Okay, do you guys got any like anything else on that, or do you guys want to go to the Tennessee Alabama game now? Feel I like mean, we got to get to the thing for this game. Okay. Good. I hate. One last thing from this game is obviously the, at least when they're away, that Mike Leach has to realize that the uh, air raid is not working. When you give your team only 10 attempts and two of those being your quarterback scrambling and you have 37 passing attempts that clearly if your running backs are doing good, you need to hand them the ball off more, at least give them the ball more, regardless of your scheme. Mike Leach just needs to accept the philosophy that when it, when it ain't broke, don't fix it. If the run game is working, I don't care how much of a passing god-like coach you are. If the run works, keep running the ball. That, exactly. I, I don't understand it. Oh, yeah, I don't either. No. To the game everybody's waiting for. The instant classic. I hate Alabama. Alabama. I now, hate Crimson Red. Game of the year. Let me tell you something. Tennessee might have won this game, but this is the first time I'll ever say this. I was cheering for Tennessee, but the rest were entirely against Bama. That was not defensive pass interference at all. The ball was even tipped. I mean, like, what do you have to say to that? Like, I, I got three comments for this game that are all pretty bold. The first one bad. after that game, Bryce Young should win the Heisman. 
and I hate <sighs> Alabama, and I hate saying it, but oh my Lanta, that offensive line is horrible, and yet he looked like a god amongst men. He, he looked dodged like an so many defensive linemen. I couldn't believe the man was even getting a pass off half of the game. He threw for 500 yards in the loudest stadium in the history of football. That's unbelievable. I mean, I know I say that a lot, but truly that is insane. And then second point, I'd say that 80% of the flags that were thrown in this game were just Alabama being a, not disciplined. They were a, just they were on them. But the other 20 were Homer garbage officiating, like the no targeting call, the pass interference, and those really switched up the game. I mean, if that defensive pass interference doesn't happen, Bama has the ball and takes a two score lead. Yeah, I just want to say it. The the the, officiating was not that great. I do think that Alabama shot themselves in the foot a lot, and you can't just entirely say, "Yep, Bama lost because they were going against the refs." But I can say the refs did not do them any favors. Yeah, I I mean, like let let me say one thing. I felt like Hendon Hooker, like he started off great. But you could tell he sold in like the third, fourth quarter until like 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 until like the final like yeah. drive, the final two drives. He like did absolutely awful. And yeah. I'd like to say Jalen Hyatt the, without that was even my their third best point. receiver. Hyatt without is even 10. their best receiver. This guy has 10 touchdowns off of 33 receptions. He's averaging 18 yards per game. And this guy is not even their best receiver. Imagine if they had Dillman with Hyatt. It is the best receiver duo in the nation. Not statistically, but it is. Homer away putting up five touchdowns as a receiver against Bama. You don't you don't hear that. You don't hear quarterbacks that threw for five against Alabama. And it was a receiver who did it. That's yeah. that's something yeah. that we basically will never see again. All right, yeah. uh, everybody, everybody, be quiet. Just let me go on my rant about this game. Y'all can add your thoughts later. Just, just let me go on my rant. All right, first of all, Tennessee fans, congratulations! It's been a long time coming. Um, you know, good job, good win. Um, now let's get into the game. Um, were the officials absolutely awful? Yes. Was the missed targeting absolutely awful? Yes. Was the forward progress, whatever the heck they called on the fumble with seven minutes left, awful? Yes. Was the PI awful when he threw the flag when McKinstry was at the 30? Yes. Did Alabama deserve every screwed up call and every bad call that they got in that game? Yes. Alabama fans, stop making excuses. Stop whining. You lost. Get over it. Move on. Bottom line is the the way I see this happening is Alabama is getting Tennessee for a rematch in the championship in the SEC championship. That because that's exactly what Get always up. has happened. Get We're up. just going to see another Get year up. of Alabama going Get off up. of a loss, Get undefeated. Cap. What do you mean? How? Russ is trying to say Georgia is going to make the SEC championship. I mean, Get okay, up. so. Look, I think that Tennessee, even though they're going to be playing at Georgia, and that's 
don't get me wrong. That's honestly, I think that's going to be even a bigger game than Bama because Bama doesn't have any competition in the West. They're going to the SEC championship. And if anybody says Ole Miss is their comp, don't talk to me. Don't (laughs) even look at me. That's a disgusting comment. That's horrible to say that Ole Miss is in the hemisphere of what Bama has. But I, I genuinely think with the hype that Tennessee has, with that high-powered offense, that they can make it happen. Now, I'm not saying it's guaranteed. I obviously right, respect right, Georgia. Right. So but we'll get we'll get into the Georgia Tennessee game in a few weeks. But but I just want to say one thing. Yeah. The one thing is. Yeah, rush like I could, could rush. Tennessee, Yeah, you you literally said I, I I need to say one thing and just completely cut it out. Yeah, could could Tennessee win? Yes, Tennessee could win, but there 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 has not been a top five matchup in Sanford Stadium. That's true. I will say, as a Wait, side that's comment, never happened. Even though I do think that Tennessee is going to make the SEC championship, I will honestly argue that playing at Georgia is harder than playing in Nayland, whether you like it or not. Because, like for example, I it's went a, to a game not not in a sellout. I don't believe so. I mean, because that, like Tennessee fans are like vicious, man. Like you don't that's, understand. That's true. Like, that's true. But like. Some of the the little things that Georgia does is something I've never even seen. I mean, I went to a game there a few years ago. It was a random matchup between, I think, Mississippi State and Georgia. And they piped the band music into the speakers. And I didn't know that was allowed. And yet, for some reason, that just made the stadium boom. And they absolutely crushed State. So... I feel like Wait. Tennessee, in order for Tennessee to prove themselves that they are number one, that game isn't going to have to be close. I'm not saying they have to win, but it's going to, like, they can't lose by more than two scores. Ten. Yeah. yeah. Has not had a top five game in Sanford Stadium since at least 2000. And they've only had five top ten games in Sanford Stadium since 2000. In those games, they're five and zero. I mean, their tickets going for five thousand dollars right now already. And that yeah, game is going to be crazy, bad. and we'll get into that. But I mean, that game is going to be so much fun to talk about. Yeah, I can't wait for Tennessee to do the Lord's work. But uh, now, that, now that we're, uh, is there any other like takes about that game that you guys want to talk about? Are we good? Oh, yeah. I got one more thing. Why, if you're Alabama, well, first of all, Jameer Gibbs, dude, that pass on that second down, I think it was, on the last possession of the game, hit you right in the hands, dude. You got to catch that. But why, if you're Alabama, Tennessee's got two timeouts left. You know your kicker is struggling. Why don't you turn around and hand the ball to Jameer Gibbs and at worst – you know, you're giving that ball back to Tennessee with almost no time left on the clock. I mean, you're probably kicking your field goal, and if you miss it, you're going into overtime. So I just don't, I just didn't understand that at all. Disagree or not, I honestly feel like it was just because they didn't want to go to overtime. I feel like they just wanted to win the game then and there, which, well, yeah, yeah but I mean, 
But I mean, yeah, you don't want to go to overtime, but like, yeah, I still think you got to run the ball. I agree, but I genuinely think they were scared to go to overtime because they would lose. But then again, I feel like you're more likely to lose off of that distance of a kick than getting two, um, you know, possessions in um, overtime. Yeah. But uh, now, now, uh, we're, we're now I'd like you to know this is my final take about this game. I think that uh, after this, Tennessee should undeniably be the number one team. I don't care what you say. They have the most ranked wins. of. All right. All right, bro. All right. You can't jump a team from six to one that easily. I mean, especially when they didn't even beat the number one team in the nation. That's just my thoughts on it. Does Tennessee deserve to be three? Yeah, I think so. But number one, I just – I don't see – I can't in conscious mind put Tennessee at one. They don't deserve one right now just because they played at Nayland. If this was an away game and they beat them, they would have been ranked one the fastest we've ever seen the polls. But the fact that it was at the biggest crowd in the history of football was – or I'm sorry, the loudest was probably the reason why they're not getting one because they had such a home field advantage. Yeah. No. uh Every, everybody meet your mics uh we're we're uh i hope you guys enjoyed the recap we we really enjoyed this we're, we're trying to do this without jackson and it's like hard because he's like the best host on planet earth yeah he told me to say that but uh i really hope you enjoyed this episode and uh we enjoyed filming it this is one of the most fun episodes i've honestly enjoyed filming and it was just casual no arguing <laughs> but uh i would like to say uh uh go to our website uh it, it's in our bio go check it out we have tons of articles from everybody we all talk about uh our teams you can see whichever team you like and uh you can look up articles on there and uh we'll post as soon as possible there's new articles that come out uh every day or every two days it depends and uh, it's very active and uh, just check it out in the, in the bio and also check out uh, pro U sports. Uh, we, uh, check out the link in bio uh, and uh, with pro U sports, you can find every uh, like team you like every player and how they're doing on uh, the team on the college team. You like every player from your team. It, it's a very great app and uh, download it, download it using the link in our bio and uh, as the famous sign-off goes, good morning, good afternoon, and good night from the V2 crew.